As a skin health professional, beauty and aging are the centerpiece of my research. And one thing is clear, if we want to age well, we had better keep up with our NAD levels. NAD is actually something I personally take every single day to give my cells the energy that they need to operate. And our skin also has cells in them too. NAD is a molecule in the human body that is vital to aging well and remaining youthful in so many ways. NAD creates energy, maintains healthy DNA, detects and uses nutrients efficiently, and even protects our cellular health. Unfortunately, from age 30 to 70, NAD levels decline up to 65%. Simply put, when NAD levels decline, aging accelerates. That's why if you care about slowing aging, you need to get Qualia NAD. Qualia NAD is a clinically tested supplement that can boost your NAD levels up to 50%. It's vegan, non-GMO, with three key naturally derived ingredients called NAD precursors that your body can readily convert into NAD. And 11 additional ingredients that support your body's NAD production. Qualia NAD is the easiest way to support your NAD levels deep into life, so you can stop losing one of the most vital molecules in your body now for remaining youthful and in your prime. So if you're over age 30, help stop your declining NAD levels with Qualia NAD risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance and use code radiance for an additional 15% off. That's Qualia NAD at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance with code radiance to age incredibly well from the inside and out. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello everyone and welcome. If you are watching on the Rachel Varga Facebook page or YouTube channel, welcome. You get to see us in action. And if you are listening on the Rachel Varga podcast and this is your first time joining us, warm welcome. This space is all about really helping you optimize what you're doing in regards to your body, mind, spirit, and energy to help bring forth a higher level of beauty and radiance. And what that comes down to is basically figuring out how to balance everything out. And that includes our hormones. Hormones can be a little bit of a buzzword, but it is a really important thing for us to pay attention to, especially with certain worldwide events that can maybe stress us out a little bit. And how do we maintain balance? This is a live interactive Q&A session. So please leave your live questions in the comment section so that we can interact with you guys as well. So welcome, Dr. Deb Matthew, for joining us today on the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a medical doctor in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I um, it, instead of just prescribing drugs to treat diseases, what I do is help people get well so they can get off their prescription medicines and love the way they feel. Mm. And I do that by getting their hormones back in balance, looking at them nutritionally, looking at lifestyle habits, really trying to get to the root cause of what's preventing them from feeling their best. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And you speak everywhere, basically on all of the biggest news platforms, CBS, Fox. You are someone that people really look up to. And I'm so honored to have you on the show. We had the pleasure of meeting uh, last year, and it's just great to reconnect. So 
Yeah. What I really want to learn from you, first of all, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of, you know, the science of beauty and how hormones affect our hair and our stress and, and our skin and all of that. But first of all, I want to ask you, what is radiance to you? And I happen to know that you've met some really cool people that have exuded just an incredible level of radiance. But just first off, what's radiance to you? So I believe that radiance comes not just from our outward appearance, but also from the inside. So when people are genuine and authentic and kind and giving and filled with gratitude, I really feel like that shines through. And that's one of the important things that makes somebody radiant. Mm -hmm. And having worked with you know thousands of clients myself in the practice, I really started to take notice a couple of years ago. What's so special about this person? Why are they so incredibly lovely? And they just have this level of vitality and they're in their 60s to 90s and they're outshining people that are in their 20s and 30s. It's like, what's going on there? What's vibrance? What's radiance? So we're going to be giving you guys some tips on how to cultivate that within you because it's free. And this is this is the kind of thing that, you know, in my opinion, is really just going to help us become better humans all around. So if you could think of someone you've met who was just beaming with radiance, what types of qualities did they have? Well, I had the immense privilege of meeting Oprah this year. Amazing. And there is a reason that she is Oprah because she was so humble. She was so giving. Um, she made every person really feel like they were important. So when I met her, I had the chance to share with her that I work with hormones, with bioidentical hormones with women. And she herself is on bioidentical hormones. She did several shows on it um, when she was going through menopause. And, and we really connected over that. But, but she is just such an authentic giving person. She told some stories about, you know, her childhood and how she appreciates what she has every day. And it really touched me. So I really believe that her radiance is what draws us to her and what makes her Oprah. Yeah, that's incredible. There's definitely some people that uh, just are, are beaming. And it's really cool to hear about these people that we see on TV and then actually have you know, someone that you know firsthand, meet them and have talked with them and spend time with them. And I just think that's really great because she has such a big impact and influence on so many, you know, people of all different ages. So I just, that's so great to hear. You also had the opportunity to recently meet Suzanne Sommer. So tell me a bit about that. Well, I, I got to start by saying that when I was just a regular old doctor, I wasn't feeling that great myself, and I had no idea why I was tired all the time, why I was irritable, until I read a book that Suzanne Summers wrote called The Sexy Years, all about women's hormones. And when I had a chance to read about how women were feeling so much better when they got their hormones in balance, it really allowed me to open my mind, and that's what led me on the path to learning a completely different way of practicing medicine. So when I had a chance to meet her in person, it was... Um, really important to me. And I had a chance to share the stage with her and tell her in front of the audience how she had affected me. And because, you know, through her, now I am able to help other women who have hormone issues themselves. But one of the things that really touched me in listening to her was she told us her story of how, as a child, her father 
was alcoholic and abusive. And she used to hide in the closet to hide from her father. And throughout her life, she's had lots of challenges, right? She was fired from Three's Company and she's had breast cancer and um, she was a teenage mom. She's had all these challenges, but she's always told herself that she's already been through the worst. Nothing that could happen to her was as bad as when she was in the closet as a child. And that has really helped her throughout the rest of her life. And it was just a really touching message, you know, for us to really think about what's important for us and, and how we get through difficult times. Um, and, and she was really, again, a genuine, authentic person who's out there really helping people. And she's done so much for women's hormone health. And I'm so grateful to her for all she's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. There's a lot of very influential, knowledgeable people out there that, you know, don't have an MD behind them, but they're making waves in the space of health, wellness, you know, holistic health. And I just, I, I talk about this all the time in other interviews that I just commend MDs for really cracking out of the mold and taking more of a holistic approach to their patient care. I really think that this is the way of the future and it really does take guts for you know a trained medical doctor to actually talk about this stuff in the way that you do. So I'm just really proud of you because I know it can be difficult. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's important though. It just makes sense. Like I could not. Mm -hmm. So what an experience for you to have, you know, firsthand met Oprah, Suzanne Somers, and just like be around them. And I had the pleasure of meeting one of my favorite authors, Rebecca Campbell. I think it was early last year. She wrote some of my favorite books, Light is the New Black, Rise, Sister, Rise. She actually, her works really encouraged me to step out and be brave in my own space. And when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, it was so lovely to meet here, meet her. And it's, you know, not just about like seeing this celebrity, it's it's about being around someone that there's something really special to them. And how can we share that and help others to cultivate that as well and help others in whatever faculty that they enjoy helping others with as well? Yeah, it's very inspiring, you know, being around people who are really doing great things help helps lift you up to inspire you to do more to be better. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a, such a great thing for us to focus on. And especially if we do have a mission, if we're here to do some type of work, to not necessarily get distracted. And so what can happen is, you know, the stress of the world, there's a lot of things happening right now. And these these stressors do impact us on a hormonal level, on a physiological level, and then on a skin level. So I'd love for you to just tell us, you know, from a medical doctor, what effect does stress have on our skin? Well, when we're stressed, our body produces cortisol. And cortisol is the main stress hormone that helps us cope. And that's a good thing. Except when we have stress day in and day out, that cortisol can build up. And cortisol is a regulating hormone. So it regulates all our other hormones and really throws them out of whack. And cortisol has some negative impacts on our skin. It thins your skin, so it ages your skin prematurely. It impacts how your thyroid hormone works. And when thyroid is low and when it's not working well, it dries your skin. So it, it creates a lot of the hormonal issues that age our skin prematurely and just really keep us from, from looking our best. 
And there's a lot of other parts of your body that cortisol affects that sort of um, indirectly affect your skin. Like when you have a problem with cortisol, you often don't sleep well. It can be hard to turn your brain off at night and fall asleep. And then when you finally fall asleep, you may find that you wake up at two in the morning and it's four in the morning. And of course, when we're not sleeping well, right, we get the dark under our eyes and we just don't look or feel our best. That's been me the last two nights. I don't know what it is. I've been waking up at um i've been waking up at 3 4 a.m for the last two nights and i never do that it's like i'm kind of hungry i want to have a little snack <laughs> i don't know what's going on there but it you know i do my meditations when i wake up before i go to bed i do try and get myself out of that high beta state but i don't know if it's just what's going on in the world but i definitely personally noticed that change uh, in my sleep and then for myself when things started to get pretty wild and chaotic a couple of months ago. Yep. Definitely had an uh, increase in breakouts myself. I noticed my skin quality was even just a little bit drier. So yes, to um, basically echo back what you said about um, adrenal fatigue, thyroid imbalance does impact the skin. And even I started to notice just a, a very minor amount of hair loss. And I saw my hairstylist recently, and I was like, do you notice any like thinning along my hairline? She's like, no, Rachel, you got like hair for three people. <laughs> but I did actually notice just a little bit just along the hairline. So there are some methods that you can employ to counteract that. Um, just reach out to me, rachelvarga.ca, book a one-on-one -on -one session with me, and I'll go over that with you. But there are some stimulating things that we can apply and do from the comfort of our own home to get those hair follicles to start talking again. But I totally notice that. Yeah, it, it's really common. And it's one of those things that if you go to your doctor, they don't really have a lot to offer to help with that. Um, so, but stress is, um, it's such a common problem are such a common cause of hormone imbalances in women. It's one of the most common things that we see. And, you know, we even know that there's research to show that if we take women and measure their cortisol levels, and then we send them to the spa for a week and then measure their cortisol levels when they get back, of course, their cortisol levels are so much better. So, well, I mean, you don't need a research. That's right. <laughs> But wouldn't it be awesome if your doctor could write you a prescription for a spa week so that your cortisol could calm down and help you get healthier skin? What are some of the things that you do to take you out of that high beta state into that like cortisol dumping mode, adrenal fatigue? What do you do to chill out? One of the things that I really have found helpful is meditation. And one of the things that I know about myself is I am sort of a type A perfectionist, go, go, go person. I've always got my lists of things to do. And people like me usually have a really hard time with meditating. It's hard to turn our brains off. And my experience was that you have to start somewhere. So you don't start by trying to do 20 minutes of meditation every day. That would be like getting up off the couch and going for a 10 mile jog. Like you start with a two minute meditation or just start with breathing exercises or just being present and mindful and then you'll work your way up. But I find that meditation is so, so helpful to just clear the noise when I feel like I'm, you know, just stressed and, and caught in those cycles of worrying. Yeah, and there's also um, something else that I'd like to add to that because 
with us wearing, you know, masks all the time. Uh, for myself as a nurse, I definitely notice a decrease in oxygenation. So breath work is super critical. So after I've done some patient care, I'll leave the room, I'll go into a separate room where nobody is, and I'll catch my breath. I'll literally do, you know, 10 really deep, um, you know, what is that Wim Hof breathing, right? Like fully in, fully out. I love that. And it, then you just feel energized. So if you're feeling just like, oh, I'm kind of like tired, I'm kind of fatigued, just actually breathe. Because there are a number of times throughout the day when me, myself, I'm just like, I'm totally not breathing deep enough. Or I'm just like forgetting how to breathe. There's this really funny show that I would watch with my husband sometimes called Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And one of the jokes was, uh, you know, breathe twice. <laughs> Two in, one out. It's really funny. It's like, but we forget how to do this and just actually calming our mind. It's almost like getting into that childlike state, even just being creative, visualizing something, uh, you know, doing some night deep, nice deep breaths. But it can actually be more stimulating to do some breath work than even like a cup of coffee. Yeah. And, you know, one other thing that I'd like to add is gratitude is another really, really great way to just kind of bring yourself down if you're feeling, you know, stressed. Yeah. If, if you can just stop yourself and think of three things that you're grateful for, and you know, you can always find something to be grateful for, right? Even if everything is falling down around you, you can be grateful that it's Friday or that the sun is shining or that you still can breathe. I mean, there's just, um, there's always something that you can be grateful for. And it really does help to bring you down and, and help you to realize what's really important. Mm -hmm. I do find that some people have a hard time with that. They are very like triggered right now. Yeah. And a lot of people are, are just behaving in ways that I don't think is like really a true representation of who they are. And just saying, okay, it's okay for me to feel grateful. It's okay for me to kind of separate myself from what's going on. And it's not to, you know, ignore what's going on, but it's, you know, be in the moment. What are you grateful for? You have a roof over your head. You've eaten right. something today. You have clean water. You have loved ones around. You're, you know, clearly doing okay if you can listen and watch this on your device. So do find things to be grateful for as opposed, and I mean, I see this with people coming to me for their skin and, you know, they ask me for their help. They ask me for help with improving their skin and uh, they're really hard on themselves. And then I see them, I'm like, you actually have really like quite beautiful, healthy looking skin. So if you, even if you're looking at yourself and you're just really focusing on that brown spot or that acne scar or whatever, you know, just take a step back and be like, you have your health or there may be some things that you need to work on and recognize it. But you know, recognize that there are people around you that are here to help. And, uh, you know, Dr. Deb Matthew and myself are here for you guys. We're showing up to do this work for us. So my next question for you is how can happy and balanced hormones give us better hair? Well, just like your skin, hormones affect your hair tremendously. And when you are stressed, that is one of the causes of hair loss. And when you're stressed and that affects cortisol, that knocks your thyroid out of whack. And thyroid is hugely important for your hair. 
So if your thyroid is not right, your hair can become dry, it can become brittle, and it falls out. And then you've got hair coming out in your brush and all over the bathroom floor and coming out in your hands when you're shampooing. Um, it can be really, really alarming. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's a lag. So for example, if you go through something really, really stressful, sometimes um, a few months later is when the hair falls out. And that can be really confusing. But let's say you're in a car crash or, you know, some, you have surgery or there's a stressful event that happens. Sometimes the hair loss that's triggered by it doesn't happen until a couple of months later. So there's no obvious reason for why the hair is coming out. But but this is the kind of hair loss that grows back. So it can be super scary for women. You know, it's shedding everywhere, but it grows back. Something like a thyroid problem, if you really do have hypothyroidism or hyperthyroid, too low or too high thyroid, then it kind of carries on for a longer period of time. Um, it tends to be hair loss that's sort of from all over as opposed to getting like um, a patch somewhere that um, is a problem. So if you have hair loss that you were perfectly fine and now all of a sudden for a few weeks the hair is shedding all over the place, um, that's usually because of something that happened a few months ago. It usually stops all by itself and grows back. If you have hair loss that is going on and on and on over time, and especially if it is associated with a change in the texture of your hair, that would be the time that you would want to go and talk to your doctor about maybe having your thyroid tested. Yeah, I think that's great. And it's, uh, this is something that I definitely see with people's skin as well. It's, you know, when they have acne or rosacea or sensitive skin or, you know, a psoriasis or an eczema flare up, which is really difficult for people that are going through that. And your hair and skin reflects your past health and stress over the last two months. So when someone is looking online, you know, how do I fix my, you know, redness to my skin, my sensitive skin, my breakouts, newsflash, it's not going to be an overnight thing. Because our skin cell cycle is about a month. And then what happens is it slows down as we age. So what you do now will actually, in effect, impact your skin a number of weeks from now, which is why I have summer skin camp, winter skin camp. There's six-week programs that you can register at rachelvarga.ca. We're doing round two of summer skin camp uh, in a couple of short weeks. So you can pre-register for that. Super fun. But it's great to just have that six weeks dedicated to really optimizing your health and wellness from the inside, because it's going to now it's going to reflect outside. And obviously, I talk about different uh, collagen boosting rejuvenation options, both at home and in clinic. But this is a really great point that I'm really happy you brought up. Yeah, it, it can be really confusing, because you're looking for now, what are you doing now? And that's not always the place to look. Yeah. It's true. So how can we move from being hormonally imbalanced to balanced? And the more I speak with other, you know, top health and wellness icons out there, Dave Asprey, JJ Virgin, Dr. Trevor Cates, Dr. Anthony Yoon, all of, you know, the biggest, some of the biggest names out there. It's all about balancing. It's, you know, when your hormones are out of whack, everything else around you is going to be out of whack. Your, your mental health is going to suffer. Your energy is going to suffer. Your skin, everything. So would you agree that, you know, really the whole uh, approach we should be taking is balance? I totally agree. And I think it's really important for women to understand 
that being hormonally imbalanced is kind of common because what I see happen all too often is women don't feel good. They're not sleeping well. They can't lose weight. Their hair's not healthy. Their skin's not healthy. They're bloated. They're irritable. They go to their doctor to complain. And what they're really looking for is hope and answers. But what they get is another prescription for sleeping pills or antidepressants. And or often, you know, they, it causes menstrual problems if your hormones are imbalanced. So then you get birth control pills. And sometimes birth control pills can mess up your skin. But really, if the underlying problem is a hormone imbalance, if we can fix your hormones and get them back in balance, then all of those symptoms melt away and you don't need those sleeping pills or the antidepressant. And I would say that the three big things that women can do themselves to get their hormones back in balance is better nutrition, managing stress, and avoiding toxins. Mm -hmm. And those are easier said than done sometimes, but those are really big things. And eating processed food, sugar, you know, not getting enough of all the different colorful fruits and vegetables leaves you really nutritionally depleted because we tend to be overfed but undernourished. And so many women are, are deficient in really important vitamins and minerals that we need for our skin. So a healthy diet with whole foods is important. And, and Rachel, I'm not sure exactly what advice you give to people about nutrition, but there's so many people out there who have such strong opinions, right? Vegan, paleo, keto, this and that. And to me, the most important part of all of it is eating whole foods, real foods, how they're found in nature, not things in a box with a long list of ingredients full of processed and artificial things in it. But eating real whole foods is really, really important to our, our skin and to how we feel and to balancing our hormones. Yeah, for sure. So the way that I'll answer sort of that roundabout question is I'm not big on the health trends. I never have been. However, my mother lost like 80 pounds on the South Beach diet when I was in high school, which actually is really what spurred me into the um, understanding nutrition from a young age, which has really served me well into my mid 30s. What I love to recommend is to actually test yourself. So as, instead of meeting with, I mean, I, I loved my session with my nutritionist. It was a 200 point questionnaire. I recommend it, but it's actually all about now going to the, what's your gut microbiome saying? What's your, what are your genes saying? And we can actually easily test that now. So if you haven't already, I do recommend doing this type of testing. Uh, the nutrition or nourish panel at toolboxgenomics.com forward slash Rachel for 10% off your test kit is such a great resource because for about $250, you can order this kit to your house, do the simple saliva swab, send it off, and you get this whole write-up of different nutrients that you should uh, be getting more of and different things you should be avoiding based on what your genes have to say. I think that's really where the future of all of this is going. It's no longer trying to Google what's right for you based on the symptom and what this influencer is saying and what's hot right now. It really comes down to actually what your personal genetics and physiology has to say. What do you think about that? I, I think it's amazing. You know, we are learning so much about how your gut microbiome influences so much of your body and we haven't really talked very much about it but of course what goes on in your gut is paramount importance to what goes on on your skin yep. and so so we really do need to take into account what's going on in your gut and and those bacteria influence so much of what's going on 
including our immune system, which yeah. you've been talking about boosting our immune health for, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah, keeping our hormones balanced, yeah. all the rest of it. Yeah, and so I'm a big fan of actually getting out in nature. I've, I get out in nature every single day, take my shoes off. I'm walking barefoot as often as I can between things. And that's really key for me. I'm out on a walk or whatever. I'm literally touching all the trees, all the leaves. Like, give me the exchange of microbiome. And I feel like all that is really helpful uh, for us to get that exchange in nature, get rid of that, you know, excess, you know, proton buildup in our body, that positive charge that um, can actually really impact all of the other physiological stuff happening, right? If we're too, too charged. So that's why grounding is actually really scientifically helpful <laughs> for grounding our different mechanisms. So I'd love you to hear your take on nature and grounding for hormone balancing, skin health, everything. Well, there is so much medical research to show how being in nature is calming to our nervous system. It's great for adrenal health. It's great for reducing stress. We get away from a lot of the, you know, EMFs, all our electronics and Wi-Fi and everything. Um, but it, 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 even there are studies that show that if you're in a hospital, but you have a window and you can see a tree outside your window, you do better than somebody who's in a hospital that doesn't have a view like that. So we really do know that being in nature um, for lots of reasons, including the grounding that you're talking about, uh, is so important to us. And we're so separated. Well, you're lucky you live in a beautiful place and you can be really close to nature. But for a lot of people living in big cities, we get very separated from nature. Um, and that's really a shame. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's always something you can do. Like say you're yeah. stuck in your apartment, take Himalayan rock salt baths, have Himalayan rock salt lights as opposed to like halogen junk light, right? And uh, put filters on your computer and your smartphones to limit that blue light, turn your stuff off, unplug your things to limit your Wi-Fi and EMFs. It's crazy when I get about three hours out of cell phone reception. reception. This is something I do actually every week as a practice of mine to ground. I'm not around any people, Wi-Fi, EMFs, you know, my phone's off. It's not on airplane mode. It's off and anyone else that's with me as well. We're getting that oxygenation. And I feel like we're losing that as um, sort of humanity right now. I feel like we really need to get back to that to actually just let our bodies be able to function as it needs to. But I mean, let's, let's talk reality. We don't, like you said, all have access to that. So whatever we can do to mitigate the environmental stressors that we are experiencing, they are going to accelerate our aging, give us worse skin, impact our hair, the way we feel, the way we interact with people and places and things. I feel like we have to work harder now than ever, not necessarily harder, but smarter to um, just allow ourselves to like have a chance to like thrive and be healthy. Yeah, there's so much going on in our modern world that kind of works against us. Yeah. And so part of what I think ends up happening is you kind of have to be the odd person out, you know, instead of doing what everybody else is doing, which is the stuff that's aging us, you kind of need to be willing to step outside the path just a little bit and, and do a few things for yourself, even if it's not what everybody else is doing, or even if everybody else doesn't understand why you're doing it. The kicker is that getting in nature, I mean, if, if you can walk 10 minutes to get there, drive 10 minutes, whatever, it's free. Yeah. And, and you're right that even in a big city, there's parks like you. Yeah, yeah. there's always somewhere. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little I know we weren't planning on talking about this, but 
uh, as a medical doctor, what is your take on how Wi-Fi and EMFs affect us? Well, there's there's a lot of preliminary research that is really disturbing. And of course, the problem is it's hard to properly study it, right? Because how do you, what do you do? You get somebody and, and sit them in a box and throw Wi-Fi at them. I mean, it, it's very difficult for us to do these studies. It's also very difficult to know about long-term effects because it hasn't, all these things haven't been around for the long-term. And, um, you know, th there's not a lot of impetus for money to go towards doing this research. So I don't have all the answers. It's something that I definitely am paying attention to. Um, there, there is research out there. It is concerning. We don't um, have a lot that we as individuals can do in terms of what's going on around us in our cities, um, which is a little bit alarming. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm very concerned. I don't have all the answers, but I'm definitely paying attention. Mm -hmm. So if you think about this for a second, what I do with rejuvenation, skincare, lasers, injectables, I have a seven, eight year rule. I want that treatment and procedure to be used on the masses for at least seven or eight years before I go near it. In that time period, we are going to have, you know, the safety looked at, the the tweaking of how to apply that type of technology and procedure so that I can be best performed because I don't want to turn my clients into guinea pigs, right? I like it. I like the things to kind of be sussed out a little bit. So one of the biggest differences between uh, the EU and UK and the USA is that the UK has over 150 things that are banned in skincare. The US is only like, what, 50? It's, it's crazy. So I feel like if you look at European resources and what different healthcare providers are speaking on from there, that might actually give you maybe a different picture than what we might be hearing. What do you think about that? Yeah, it, the same thing is true for food, you know, genetically modified food and food ingredients that um, different parts of the world have a higher tolerance for, for risk. Yeah. And um, here, for the most part, companies, whether it's with, you know, genetically modified foods or EMFs or chemicals that they're using as ingredients or whatever it is, for the most part, don't have to prove that it's safe. They can bring these things onto the market. And then we, as the consumers, have to prove that it caused us harm after the fact, which is so difficult because if you, something horrible was to happen to you, you get cancer, God forbid, or whatever, it, how would you really be able to prove that? certain product or eating a certain thing was the culprit. So it's mm -hmm. kind of unfortunate that, um, that that we kind of are guinea pigs in this modern world for a lot of things. Yeah, I happen to know a lot of people that are actually building their houses in certain ways that they're actually able to turn off the electrical circuits in their homes yeah. for extra things that, you know, they don't, the, the circuits don't need to be going and all this stuff. And, you know, this is a conspiracy. This is just people wanting to improve their health and give themselves the best shot that they have at being healthy. And when you're healthy, you're going to be more beautiful. It's not that much of a stretch. So, we touched on this briefly, where the research is going in regards to how stress ages us. From my conversations with uh, Francois Vicks, he's the CEO and founder of Glycid and Skin Nutrients. Um, he's got one of the top nutraceuticals in the world, over 15 years of third-party lab research on the items, which is amazing. 
And he coined the phrase inflammaging. So if you ever hear me talk about that, that shout out needs that credit goes to Francois Meeks. What we're talking about in these episodes here or anything that I put out there, it's not medical advice. It is educational information. Always check with your physician if you feel like you have uh, you know, a condition or before making any lifestyle modifications. That's really important. But would you say that inflammation is actually one of the root causes for hormone imbalance and accelerated aging? Oh, clearly, and diabetes and heart disease and cancer and Alzheimer's. So yes, when we have inflammation in the body, it definitely accelerates the aging process. Um, it, we lose collagen, we lose elastin, we lose hydration, uh, our skin thins, we lose muscle mass, we lose bone density, our brain shrinks. It really affects our physical body in so many ways. And a lot of the treatments that we are doing to try to rejuvenate skin are anti-inflammatory because we know that inflammation is a really important part of what ages us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for the skin to reduce inflammation, what I love to suggest is just a basic protocol to, protocol to stabilize things. Cleansing the skin morning and night, moisturizing morning and night, sun protection every day, and gentle exfoliation a few times a week with the right products that are customized for you. I have this super simple cheat sheet. It's my sophisticated skin cheat sheet on my website, rachelvarga.ca. Sign up for my newsletter. It'll be the first thing that you get from me. And it's just listing out those steps and some nuances that uh, I think that people should know about. So when people have like redness and acne and, and you know, things that are happening in their skin, the you know, dermatitis that seems to flare up here, with change of season, you just have to learn to give your skin what it wants so that you're feeding it. Your, your moisturizer should be like a multivitamin for the skin so that you are able to give the cells what they need to function optimally. And also with a really good mineral-based reef-safe sun protectant um, every day is really key as well. Okay, so I feel like we covered everything that we wanted to. I'm glad that we had a chance to dive into your experience with meeting Oprah and Susan Summers because these are people that you know I've looked up to for many years myself as well. And I think there's a reason why so many people love their work, but it's cool to meet someone firsthand who's had a chance to meet them. And yeah, just, just summarize what their presence was like, what you found just so captivating about them. Yeah. So both of them appear younger than their age. And I don't just mean like how many wrinkles they have on their face. I mean, their energy and just their, their um, charisma, they, they were just sort of larger than life. And you know how sometimes you're around people and they just suck the energy right out of you. And sometimes you're around people who just lift you up and make you feel better. And that's really what they had about them is that they, they had such good energy about them that they touched the people around them and just kind of make the world a better place. I love it. So what um, tips would you like to share for helping people become better humans and be a more positive, um, you know, influence in their interactions with people, places, and things. Yeah, you know, if you if you can be kind, being kind is free, right? Being being, um, you know, right now in the world, we've got lots of people that aren't being so kind to each other over a bunch of different issues. But but we really want to just 
be kind, think of what you can do to others. It's so simple. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a lot, even just a smile. Um, what, um, but, but I just feel like it's, um, it, it just makes such a big difference. And it's such a small thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really key. So, uh, you know, be kind, how can we serve and help others? No act of kindness is too big, or too small. And it makes you feel better. And mm -hmm. it, it helps balance your hormones because those good feelings are good for you. Yeah. When you're thinking good thoughts, it literally changes your hormone balance, your blood flow, it changes the chemistry in your body. So it makes you healthier. Whereas if you are bitter, angry, um, if you're thinking negative thoughts, it changes your chemistry, your hormones, your blood flow in the wrong direction and literally makes you less healthy. So if you want to be healthier, be kind, be nice, help others. It's actually good for you and you'll feel better. Yeah, it's true. It's There's actually been some research that like doing acts of service for other yeah. people does actually positively impact you in a bigger way than just doing something nice for yourself. Which I think which, is pretty cool. Which is good too. Be, be nice to yourself too, because sometimes we're our own worst enemies, right? And we do need to be kind to ourselves. Yeah. And if you're one of those people that's just like hyper-focused on that one brown spot or acne scarring or whatever, just take a step back and just look at yourself and say, oh my gosh, like my eyes look so bright today. I love putting my moisturizer on my cheeks. This feels good. Do things that bring you joy because when you use that as your barometer, you can't go wrong. If something brings you joy, prioritize it. So whether that's looking after your skin, whether that's, you know, eating a certain type of food for, for lunch today, my hubby and I, we went to our greenhouse, we cut some fresh arugula and lettuces and, and peas, like we grow, like we grow a lot of food here, if the deer don't beat us to it. <laughs> but it's really important just to make sure that you're you know, eating as local as possible, eating whole foods, figuring out which foods are actually going to be good for you based on your genetic uh, blueprint and all of that fun stuff. So do you have any closing words for us? You know, I think the most important thing that I would say is that we are all responsible for our own health and we need to um, look after ourselves, do the right things whenever we can. You don't have to be perfect, but you really can't depend on your doctor to give you medicines to make you better, or if your skin isn't clear and you're just depending on them to write some prescription for something, um, we really do need to take responsibility for our own selves, look after ourselves, um, because that's really how you get healthy. Yeah, and it doesn't cost um, like a lot of money to start making healthier choices. Like instead of going through the drive-through, which you're going to be paying a pretty good chunk of money for like a burger or a pop and some fries. And you're going to be hungry an hour later because there's no nutrients in it. Put that money more towards something that's actually going to be nourishing your body and just see what you can to, you know, grow your own stuff. That's super cheap. You just, you buy the plant or start it from a seed and you just water it <laughs> and you wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I encourage you guys to just, start making those simple choices that can actually have some pretty profound impacts on your health long term. So where can where can people find you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on Facebook and on my website, drdebramatthew.com. I have a book too that talks about hormones and 
it, it's called This Is Not Normal, A Woman's Guide to Symptoms of a Hormone Imbalance. And it's got lots of checklists. So if you're not really sure whether maybe you could have a hormone imbalance, but you're just not too sure about it, it's a great resource to um, you know just go through and, and find out whether this could be a thing for you, whether you need to go get checked out. And if anybody is interested, you can actually get a free copy online at isityourhormones.com. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we're definitely going to be checking that out. And again, what was that website again? Is it your hormones? Is it your hormones.com? Cool. So go check that out, everybody. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here, Dr. Deb Matthew. It was a pleasure having you on. And again, just really bringing in that link between Western health and holistic health and how we can just make little modifications in our lives to reduce our stress, which is going to have a positive impact. And I feel like if those of us who are really willing to do the self-care work continue to do this and sort of like accelerate our health and vibrancy, it's really going to just, uh, you know, I've been saying this for years, it does have a trickle-down effect into how we interact with people, places, and things. So if you want to make this world a better place, it's going to start with you. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? I so agree. Wonderful. Well, thank you everyone for either watching this lovely interview with Dr. Deb Matthew on my Facebook page at Rachel Varga Official or on the Rachel Varga YouTube channel. Or if you are a listener on the Rachel Varga podcast, I am so thankful for each and every one of you. Please send me an email. I love hearing from you at info at rachelvarga.ca or send me a message at Facebook, on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Varga Official. I check all of that myself. And I just love to hear from you what your questions are, uh, any words of inspiration, any topics for future, for future interviews. And you can learn all things with me, what I can do to um, help support you in your journey towards becoming your greatest version forward and bringing that forward for many years over at rachelvarga.ca. So thank you, Dr. Deb Matthew, for being on the show today. I'm very grateful for you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.